What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, we had some technical difficulties, but we are back with a brand new episode. And of course, we got a lot of shit to talk about. First thing on topic is going to be Russia versus the world. Well, probably not the world. More like Russia versus Ukraine and everyone else. Next, we've got the Great Resignation. And ultimately, with all this calamity going on, the main topic of discussion today is the case for happiness. So you already know what to do. Go ahead and roll one up, pour up a libation, kick back and chillax with your boy Roy because the show starts now. Feel free to go into the description section of this podcast episode and click the donate button and donate what your heart desires. Thank you so much. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for stopping by as per usual. And I mean, to be completely honest with you guys, I, I, again, this always, I always do this, right? At least once an episode, but... Thank you for stopping by because truthfully, this would be absolutely pointless. Making a podcast without having any listeners would be absolutely pointless and useless, not only for me, but for you. So I got to thank you for stopping by to come by, listen to me, listen to my spiel and, you know, hopefully find some resonance between what I'm speaking on. And I think this episode in particular is going to be rather interesting because we kind of cover something that I had started talking about very broadly on my Instagram. Side note, feel free to follow me on Instagram. You can follow my main account at roy.fit, but please note that name is subject to change. But anywho, I was having this conversation on my Instagram and the topic of conversation was the case for happiness. The ultimate question was, is life about intangible happiness or the pursuit of it, excuse me, or is life about purpose, finding purpose, doing things that matter to not only us, but matter to people at large? So that was one of the questions that I had asked, and an overwhelming amount of people had agreed that life is about pursuing unintangible happiness. Now, obviously, I don't want to dive into that right away because we got a lot of other things to talk about, but that's going to be the main conversation for today. Is unintangible happiness the point of life? Now, moving on couple things I wanted to cover, and this, quite frankly, is pretty big news if you ask me. Russia versus the world, aka World War III, draws a lot closer, as apparently Russia has amassed troops in on Ukraine's border, and Ukraine, of course, subsequently is getting ready for an invasion. This ultimately begs the question, are we getting ready for World War III all over again? Well, I would say... I guess I can say all over again, so I'll go ahead and just move forward with what I was already thinking. But in this case, are we getting ready for World War all all over again? And if you ask me personally, I'm going to say both yes and no. The reason for yes is because I definitely think at this point in time, the way Russia has been treating Ukraine and its stance on wanting wanting to join NATO and 
all of these other sects that are that are I guess you could say considered Western, right? All of these groups that Ukraine wants to join, Russia is vehemently opposing, right? And they've been doing this for quite some time now. They've already invaded other countries that were part of the USSR at one point in time, but you know, for one thing, for one reason or another, things have changed. So Yes, do I think at this point, are they ready for war? I would say so, because A, this is something that's been within their their thought process for decades now. This is something that they've wanted to do for quite some time. And with Ukraine getting closer and closer and becoming more buddy-buddy with the West, it's only a matter of time before it looks like Russia is going to, I wouldn't say have to invade, but obviously based off of their own political interests, it's going to make the most sense to invade. Now, granted, at the same time, though, I'm going to go ahead and say no, because when you consider how Russia has been moving throughout this entire conflict, when we talk about doing drills, creating uh, combat hospitals, getting more blood at these combat hospitals, things of that nature, yes, it does seem like they're getting ready for war, but a lot of times, more often than not, in these days, there's a lot of uh, military flex. There's a lot of military flex for political gain. And whether that be economic, socioeconomic, whatever the case may be for that particular country, they might opt for using military might. A good example of this would be North Korea when they had threatened to blow us all to hell with nukes. And obviously we called their bluff on that. But only that we then ended up having a discussion. I believe this was during the time Trump was in office ended up having a discussion with the North Korean leader and, you know, whatever transgressed beyond that happened or whatever. And I say whatever because most of these political situations and these political scenarios have a lot of back end, a lot of back end chatter that none of us are privy to. So at the end of the day, whatever reason, whatever ultimate reason that led North Korea to threaten to blow everyone to hell with nukes, which probably ended up getting like their people rice for another year, which is... That's a whole nother topic for another conversation. The state of affairs in North Korea is absolutely insane. It's like they're trapped in the 50s. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is just moving closer and closer towards a new millennia. But again, that's a total, totally different topic for another podcast episode. But World War III coming to a border near you. I mean, at this case, at this rate, I should say, um, yo, if... If Russia, and th- this might sound a little callous, but I just think if Russia's feeling froggy, then jump, motherfucker. Do it. If you're if Russia is that intent on stopping countries that they do not own from becoming from becoming A, their own sovereign state, and B joining the collective of other sovereign states that, yeah, might have Western ideologies. If you're that vehemently opposed to it, then jump. Just do it. Just do it. The rest of the world has Ukraine's back. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, I'm going to jump in the war. I probably would if, you know, shit hit the fan and it came to our border, came to our doorstep. But uh, to be completely transparent with you, I have zero intentions on joining the military. That's just me being honest. But at the same time, I don't know. I just think if Russia, if this is something Russia wants to do, then... Just do it. Just do it already. This way we can get this over with. So we can stop the charades, stop all this uh, uh, make-believe 
right? And actually get down to the brass tacks of what life is. Because as we continue and go on further into the news, we cover war. And now if we cover socioeconomics or just economics in general, we now have the great resignation. What is the great resignation you might be asking? Well, thousands, if not millions of corporate millennials are just simply saying, fuck this shit. I do not want to work for you anymore. And I quit. And to be completely honest, as someone who is working in the tech industry, yo, that process, that thought runs across my mind probably about four times a week. There's at least one day throughout the work week where I don't feel that way. But for the other four days, I definitely question it. Like, yo, I should probably just quit this shit. Fuck this shit. What do I have to lose? Besides my apartment, vacations, health benefits, you know, retirement, 401k, the whole nine. Outside of those things, really, what do I have to lose? And it's crazy to see because when you think about, at least for me, when I think about the world at war, and at the same time, I still have to go to work, that is no fun. That is absolutely no fun for anyone. And that is just all around suck, right? That situation just sucks. Like the economy's down, the world's at war, and your ass still has to go to this fucking nine to five that you can't stand. So really the ultimate question is, is life truly about happiness? Because when I think about the idea of simply attaining happiness, that idea is a consistently fleeting, flirtatious tease. That whenever I think of, it just leaves my mind. Because if I think about happiness by its actual definition, which is the state of being happy, right, or showing content or pleasure, those are not static states. Those are constantly, those are dynamic. They're constantly changing. The thing that makes you happy today will not be the thing that makes you, quote unquote, happy tomorrow. So we're going to talk more about that once we come back from the break. This is your boy, Roy. And you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.
Dust in the Wind by Kansas. You know, one of my old, like one of my favorite old school rock bands is Kansas. Whenever people talk about rock, they like to bring up like those like pop 2000s bands like Yellow Card, Green Day. Man, fuck those bands. It's all about old school rock, honestly. So for me, I'm a huge fan of like Def Leppard, Green Day. (laughs) I said Green Day. Def Leppard, ACDC, Kansas, Oyster. Those kind of bands, those were my absolute favorite. And I I picked Dust in the Wind as the song for the break because it kind of plays into exactly what I'm talking about today. And the topic of conversation, just to reiterate, is the quest for happiness. Is life truly or solely about happiness? Or is it more about the striving of goals, right? Or the attainment of goals? Now, we all know about uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs for humans, right? Where it goes, your basic needs, then you have your service, what you give to the world, and ultimately self-actualization. I don't have the chart directly in front of me to be able to go off of it verbatim, but I think as far as society is concerned, we're kind of on this precipice as to where we have most of our basic needs already met. So there's no real, for the majority of us, because again, this is another conversation for another podcast. When we talk about the homelessness crisis within the United States and, you know, abject poverty across the globe, that is still a very serious conversation that needs to be had. And it's another, it's a peculiar conversation because one begs the question, can everyone win at life? And then the next question from there is, when at what? And if we're claiming basic human needs and survivability as winning at life, then really, how can happiness be a part of that equation? So I guess I talked about all of that in a roundabout way to say, can we actually use happiness as a compass to direct our actions, to direct our thought processes, to direct our interactions with one another? Because the lines get a little blurry once we start talking about what makes me happy in regards to what I like and how that affects other people. There's always going to be a winner and a loser in life. And again, I'm not having this conversation to say that they're just going to be people that will never be happy or just losers point blank period. But there has life has these ebbs and flows for a reason. There's a reason why it's designed this way. The reason we'll probably never find out why, but there is a rhyme and a reason for it. So to say happiness is the primary driver for a lot of us as human beings or as individuals working together within this society, 
between, you know, the United States and the world at large, it's a fleeting feeling because in order for me to be happy or in order for me to base my life on the pursuit of happiness, I have to consistently chase multiple things or a variety of things that will make me happy. And I don't think we think of happiness in that form or fashion because to take, and this is a, a side note, I was watching a YouTube video and in this particular YouTube video, the, the host or the content creator rather was talking about how in order for us to actually be happy, we need to be happy regardless of circumstance regardless of circumstance that's radical happiness that might be a little extreme but that just does that does drive the point home in stating that in order for us to be able to solely pinpoint happiness as our main pursuant in life is a misnomer not only that it's misleading because you will not be happy all the time so for life to be built in a way that it is designed for happiness to be the sole pursuit, in my personal opinion, I don't think can happen. Because the only reason why you, listener, right now are remotely happy is because you have a roof over your head, you have food in your fridge, and you have clothes on your back and ass. And that's real. That's real. Because if one or all of those things were taken your happiness would go from being thankful that you're alive to real fucking shitty, real fucking quick. So I don't think happiness is the driver in life, right? So I have a, a question here, which is, what is life with happiness and no purpose, if but a lie? Giving all of us a second to think on that, it's true. And I'll explain why. Because to just solely be happy, and this plays right into what I was saying before with having all these quote unquote material possessions. And even if it's not the material possession that makes you happy, but it is, it is the result of having the material possession, which leads me into this kind of thought process because when I think about all the things that have made me happy, like meaningfully happy, not just random happiness, like, oh, I'm happy. And that's a good thing. Like, you're supposed to have that. But that is not the main purpose of life. In other words, when that's missing, that random abject, un unintangible happiness, when that's missing, it doesn't mean that life isn't going the way it's supposed to go because we all have this notion to where we feel like <clears throat> slowly losing my voice. My apologies. We have this notion to where we feel like unless my life is a hundred percent ecstatic day in, day out, I'm not living it right. How many of us in our early twenties and our early to mid twenties rather are looking at Instagram and seeing all these profiles of all these happy people and we're like damn I'm nowhere near what I should be doing in terms of living this so-called happy life it happens to me as well sometimes I wake up 3 45 in the morning and once I'm done to like 
once I'm ready to take a look at my phone at around like 4.15, 4.20 a.m., I, I will go on Instagram and I'll take a look and I'll see all the people that I'm following, like celebrities, movers, people that are really doing shit in the world, quote unquote, because, you know, you could always fake the funk on Instagram, but we're not privy to all that knowledge, right? So I take a look at Instagram and I'm scrolling by and I'm like, damn, all of these people are living such happy lives or so it seems. But again, it is this intangible happiness that we all get stuck on. But when I really take time to sit with myself and sit and think about all the goals and all the things that I've achieved that have gave me that meaningful happiness that I was talking about earlier, it wasn't the end result that gave me that meaningful happiness. It was the journey along the way that did. Which brings me to my next point. Ultimately, it is purpose over happiness. Which, in an ironic sense, in an ironic sense, excuse me, that ultimately will make us happy. Because that is where our fulfillment will come from. Our happiness isn't derived of unintangible happiness. Intangible happiness, I should say. I keep saying unintangible. That doesn't make any sense. Um, But when we think about that, those are not the things that make us happy. It is not the end result that makes us the happiest version of ourselves. It is the pursuit. It is often who we become during the journey to it that gives us the results that we want. Like for example, I'm not happy that I pay 1500 plus in rent every month. Am I thankful because in New York, the, that price is actually rather rather cheap and very, very thankful for it, of course. But I'm not happy that I'm paying rent every month However, I'm happy that I have an opportunity every day to be able to generate income for myself, to be able to support myself. That is where the real happiness comes from. I'm not happy that I have to clean my apartment on my own every week or that I have to food shop, but it is because I have the ability to go through that process of cleaning, putting things away, taking time, being being with my space, that gives me that happiness. You know, money doesn't buy happiness because money is the end result of work. And the end result, again, isn't what makes you happy. It is the pursuit of said purpose that gives you that happiness. And finally, with that being said, the ultimate question is, okay, if it is purpose over happiness, or a better way to put it is, if purpose and the pursuit of it, the journey of it, is what makes me happy, well, how long does it take? How long will it take for me to become happy? And that is one of the best questions because that question is reserved for the moments when you decide that it is time for you to embark on this journey, right? So another way of me saying that is, The only way you obtain that happiness that you get through time is once you start the journey, right? The journey of a million miles starts with one single step. Insert cheesy motivating quote here. However, there's a lot of truth in that. I think what should have been attached to that is the journey to a million miles starts with a single step 
but it is not the end of the journey that will give you fulfillment. But it is the journey itself which will give you everything you're looking for. Think about that. How many times in your life have you obtained something, have gotten something, but still felt like there was a hole, like a void within you? That happiness didn't feel like, mm, that happiness wasn't quite convincing. It is because, at least how I think about it, my perspective, it is because we place too much importance on the end result and less importance on the journey. When in reality, it should be flipped because you're going to spend the most time embarking on this odyssey during the journey. That's where you're going to spend a majority of your time. And once you get the end accomplishment, that's it. The moment's gone. Which then leaves you thinking and feeling, damn, what next? So again, that feeling of happiness is consistently fleeting because it's attached to something that once obtained no longer holds the same value. But now think about every journey you've had. Every time you've decided to embark on a challenge, what happened? You embarked on the journey. You stuck with it. You changed. You developed. You grew as an individual. You changed as a person. You became smarter, better, stronger. Not just physically, but mentally as well. And then once you got to that very moment, that very pinnacle, it's over. So it is the journey, and I've said this like a million times during this podcast episode, but I believe it is the journey that makes us happy because it is within the journey that we learn not only about ourselves, but the world around us, how we affect the world around us and how the world affects us, a.k.a. vice versa. So with my final thoughts, I want to go ahead and leave you with this thought. What if everything that made you happy instantly disappeared from your life? Would you be happy? Or what if Everything that you wanted was given to you in an instant. Would you be happy then? When we conflate happiness with end results of material possessions or unintangible things that we just feel we're entitled to, we miss the point of life. And the point being that we are to be contributors to not only the world at large, but to society as well. And it is during those activities, within those actions, that we'll find true happiness. So with that being said, try to make an impact on someone else's life. Also remember to enjoy the journey within your own life. And you'll start to forget about this idea of life just supposed to be consistent happiness or 
things, these like life sweeteners, right? At the end of the day, it's what we do, what we produce and how we affect others as well as how we develop along the journey of those things that make us better as individuals, but also make us happier as spirits. Next week, we're going to talk about finding purpose because that's ultimately the next question, right? All these questions lead into another one. The next question being finding purpose, finding yourself in the tide of life. A lot of times, especially as millennials, we kind of find ourselves not sure what to do. We don't want to keep working on the corporate plantation, but we're not exactly sure how we can become of service in a grand scale to the world. So next week, we're going to talk about that and more. But for now, of course, I'm going to let you go. Have a great week. Be blessed. And this is your boy, Roy. You've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.